Hey guys, it's Melissa. So today I wanted to talk to you about when grief grabs you. I was inspired to do this podcast by uh, one of my listeners, Ginger, and I hope that she does not mind me um, talking about her, but she put a message on my podcast and I've also talked to her in the past and I know that she is going through the grieving process after losing a beloved sister. And I thought that maybe doing a podcast like this would be helpful to her. But I also know that if she's going through this process, there are a lot of you who are going through the grieving process. Whether it's losing a loved one or going through a breakup, um, and that could be with a friend or even with um, your romantic partner. But many of us are going through this grief process for one reason or another. Sometimes it's even just grieving the person that we once were because we're going through a spiritual growth and spiritual awakening, and we're no longer the people that we once were. We no longer tolerate the things we once did. And sometimes that does cause our whole life to shift, and we do drift away from people. So in talking about grief, there's one thing that I want you to understand. Grief is a process. It's not something that happens overnight. And there are so many people who think that they're doing you a favor by telling you that you need to get over it already or just move on with your life or just think about all the things you do have. And while I do believe that those people are, they think they have your best interest at heart and they think that they're helping you, it's not helpful because grief is a process. You grieve your own way. No two people grieve the same way. No two people get through grief at the same time or do the same things. And so what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for someone else. So don't allow someone else to tell you how you should feel, how long it should take you, how your process should look. Okay, that is very individual based on each person and you have to be able to go through the process yourself you are processing all of the pain that you're going through and if you don't get through the process if you don't go through the whole process in its entirety you're going to end up with residual feelings that you're going to carry deep down and those are just going to cause physical symptoms, they could cause emotional symptoms, it's definitely going to affect your life. So you can't just ignore it and just say, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to forget about my feelings today and I'm just going to move on and I'm going to get better and I'm going to get over this grief. It doesn't work that way. Okay. And for you to, let's say, for example, you were in a relationship and it only lasted for a few months, but you break up, but that person left a lasting imprint on you and you're very sad about the breakup some people might try to tell you oh it didn't even last that long you should be over this by now and that's just a load of crap okay you are the person who knows how long it takes you to get over that situation and you have to process your feelings if you just jump into the next relationship or you just do the next thing you're not processing what you felt And it's not going to go away, okay? The feelings don't just go away because you met somebody else. You have to process those feelings. And that doesn't mean that you can't move on, but you also have to heal those feelings. You have to heal the grief that you were experiencing. And it's a process. So 
There are five stages of grief. We know this. This has been studied a long time. So you might find yourself in any one of these processes that the first stage of grief is usually denial. We don't know how to process what just happened. We can't believe it happened. And so we're in denial that it happened. And that this is some part of where you see people who just seem to just go on with their lives. Well, they're not really just going on with their lives. They're sort of in denial of what's happening. So that's kind of the first initial stage. The second stage is anger. So you may feel very angry about what happened. Like you don't understand why someone was taken so young or why they had to suffer. You don't understand why your relationship ended so quickly. You don't understand why the person acted the way they did. Whatever it is that you're grieving about. Um, And anger is a part of that because you may wonder, why did God allow this to happen? I mean, that's a very common question. And I totally understand that, especially if you were watching a loved one suffer a slow and painful death. That is horrible. It's an awful thing. And I totally understand that. And it would be very easy to ask and to question God, why did you allow this to happen? Or where were you? We prayed. We prayed our hearts out for this person. Where were you? Why didn't you hear our prayers? Right? That's a very common thing to ask. And the thing is that God understands why we ask that question, okay? There's not a time when God is like, how dare you question me? He understands that we don't understand with our human brains why things happen. We don't. We don't have all the answers, and I don't have all of the answers. What I do know is that we each have our own paths, and we've chosen our own paths for a reason. The reason that we go through the things we go through are to help us learn and grow. And when you go through something that's very traumatic, your growth happens a lot faster because you're thrust into the situation that you don't know how to handle. And so you turn to questioning things, right? Questioning your spirituality. Why did this happen? Questioning everything. And what that in turn does is really seeks for us to go within. And it's when we go within that we really learn the most about ourselves, about the world around us. We would not go within and seek all these answers if something didn't happen to us that just caused us to do that, right? If we didn't have something very tragic happen to us, I don't think that we would go within deeply and say, Why is this happening? What is the meaning of life? What is the purpose? But it's these situations that cause us to do that. And we may not understand it here because we can't understand with our human brains why we would choose to want to watch someone we love suffer or go through something. But I do believe that there is a higher purpose in it and that our souls have agreed to come here and to work together in these situations to help us learn and grow. And that is where radical forgiveness is a site that I just truly love because it allows you to look at a situation and see what was this really about? It's almost like you're seeing it through God's eyes. Like, God, show me what was, what was this about? Why did I go through this? Why did this happen, have to happen this way? And you really start looking at that. But don't feel bad for feeling angry or for wanting to question God and say, why did you do this? There are some people who will tell you, you cannot dare question God or say that. I don't believe that's true because I believe 
that God understands why we question things. And it's part of the process. And I don't believe that there's ever a time, even if you got so angry that you said, you know, I'm mad at you and I, you know, your parents, some of you are parents. When, don't your children do that to you sometimes? Don't they say, I don't, I hate you or I don't love you because they're questioning your authority and what you did and the punishment you handed down? It's the same thing. It's the same principle. If God is supposed to be like the ultimate father and father figure, then you know that he's never going to turn his love away from you because you questioned him or because you were angry with him. That's totally understandable. And in my book, I believe that God understands that too. That's part of the process is that anger and you have to get that out. But you can't stay there. That's the difference. Yes, you experience it. Yes, you're going to experience all of these stages. But we cannot allow ourselves to stay for long periods of time in these stages. We have to move forward and move through them. Now, it doesn't mean that there is a set time period. You know, it might take you a little longer. That's okay. It's the stagnation and staying there forever that you cannot allow yourself to do. Now, the next stage is bargaining. And this is what I feel that, um, Ginger, you were experiencing because you kept saying, what if? Why didn't I see the signs? Why didn't I make her go to the doctor? Why didn't I do this? What if? What if? And you know, we can say that all we want, and I understand it. But the truth is, you can't go back and change the past. Don't we all wish we could? But we can't. There's nothing you can do. And I, I said this, I said, you can shit all over yourself. I love that expression. I don't even remember where I heard it, but it's true. You can say, I should have, I should have, I should have done this. I should have said this. I should have done this. That, okay, maybe you should have. Does that help you now? Is there anything that that's going to do now? And the answer is no. We can't go back and change the past. There's so many times I wish that I could have taken back something I said. I can't. I can't take back things I didn't do that I wish that I would have done. It would be so great if we could, but that isn't within our grasp. We cannot do that. So in the future, if you're doing the what ifs, I should have, I should have done this, I should have said that, I should have made her do this. All you're doing is causing yourself more anguish. You're experiencing guilt and regret for something that you have no control over now. It's out of your hands at this point. You can't go back and change what you did or didn't do. And the truth is that we all have free will. And life is going to happen. We all make decisions, okay? And yes, after the fact, sometimes we can see that the decisions we made maybe weren't the ones we thought we should have made or we could have done something better. But that's not going to change your situation now. All you can do is take what you learned from that and maybe use it in the future. Maybe next time, if you know that somebody else really needs to go to the doctor, you can be a little more forceful about it. But I'm here to tell you that Everyone has free will. You can't make anyone do something they don't want to do, unfortunately. 
So you constantly saying to yourself, what could I have done? What should I have done? That isn't helping you. All that's going to do is cause regret and guilt and anguish, and that's just causing you more pain. So one of the things that might help you get through this process a little bit better is to forgive yourself. Maybe you need to forgive yourself for thinking that you should have been able to do something. And maybe you could have done something. I don't know. I mean, we don't know that. We never know. I mean, that's the thing in life. We always have decisions and we have choices. We don't know what the outcome will be. And it's always up in the air. But dwelling on that now isn't going to do anything useful for you. So maybe you need to forgive yourself and let go of the burden that you're feeling like maybe you could have prevented something from happening. You have to let it go. So going through this radical forgiveness process, and I will, again, I will put the link to this website in my podcast description. You can go there, you can download the free work, uh, worksheets and fill them out, go through the process. It's healing, it's helpful, I promise you it is. Most of us really don't realize that we need to forgive ourselves as much as we need to forgive others. The next stage is depression. This is totally understandable. If you don't feel like getting up, you don't feel like going out, and you know what? It's a process. No one can tell you how long you're going to be in that state. Um, But there are things you can do to try to move through that as well. And we're going to talk about the things you can do to move through this process a little easier um, after I go through the stages. And then finally, the last stage is acceptance. Okay, we may not like what happened, but we can make peace with it and we can understand that this is the way it is now and finding balance in this is our life now doesn't mean that you'll ever truly say, I'm, a, you know, I, I'm happy that this happened. No, that's not what it means. It just means that I accept it. And I know that I have to go on now and I have to live now where this person is missing. And even though it's not what you wanted, you can still move through life. And I know that for some of you, the pain is so raw and so new that you're thinking, how could I ever get over this? I I totally understand that. I get that. And I'm telling you that it's a process and it's not going to be an instant thing. You're going to have to move through this. So what can you do to help you move through this process easier? One thing is you need to make sure that you get lots of rest, okay? Whether it's taking naps during the day or just taking breaks at work or making yourself a cup of hot tea, taking a walk, something that just makes you feel even a little bit better. Make sure that you're doing that plenty throughout the day. If you're finding it hard to just do anything in your life, like trying to restructure your life or get through it, try to make some lists to help you figure out what are the things that I need to do to get through my day and that I can concentrate on to help me get back into this normalcy somewhat. You need to cry. You need to get your emotions out, okay? 
sometimes at night I will just like run a hot bath like if I've had a particularly hard time with something um, after the loss of a loved one or even the loss of a relationship whatever I just take a hot bath at night and I listen to music that uh, kind of speaks to me and you know we all have songs that really speak to us and I just have a good old-fashioned cry and that helps me feel better it gets out that emotional release it's healthy. You have to get it out. Talk to a friend. If there's someone who's willing to listen to you and you feel like you need to talk out your emotions, do it. You know, if anyone is a friend of mine, if they feel like they need to really hash something out, they can call me any time of day or night and they know that. Write. Journaling is such a healing process. You can take a few minutes each day and journal out what you're thinking how your thought process is going as you're moving through this process, journal. I say write a lot. Sometimes when we write, I know Ginger is doing a blog. That can be a way to help you heal and move through this process. Writing a book, I mean, sometimes we have stories to tell that might help others and it helps you in the process. Writing is very cathartic, so get it out. Exercise, you know, just going for a walk in nature helps get us grounded and helps us clear our heads and get refocused. So making sure you just take a 20-minute walk each day. Get your steps in with your Fitbit. Ask for help when you need it. You know, if you just feel like, I just can't today and I know I have to get groceries and I just, I can't do it. You know, maybe calling someone and saying, hey, you know, can you help me with this? There's so many great resources out there now. You can order groceries online. I know our local Walmart has pickup, so maybe go place an order online and see if somebody would go pick it up for you. I mean, there are a lot of people who are willing to reach out and help you if you need it. Make sure you're also eating, okay? Some people, like when they get depressed, they just don't want to eat. Make yourself eat, even if it's just small meals throughout the day, four to five small meals. Make sure you're drinking lots of water and staying hydrated, Breathe, okay? Breathing is something you can do that can help you center yourself. When you're feeling a particularly emotional day or grief just hits you in a wave, take a moment and just breathe, okay? Bring yourself back to this centered space of peace. Imagine that there's a bright white light flowing down through your body. And as it is, it's bringing you back into this centered space of peace. Make sure that you're meditating just five minutes, even less, in the morning and in the evening before you go to bed can help you clear your mind and help you center yourself again. And it's just, it does a world of good. Laugh, okay? Laughter is the best medicine is true. Maybe if you're trying to grieve the loss of a loved one, get together with people and tell stories about that person and laugh about the good times you used to have. It can make you feel better. And, you know, believe me or not, I believe when we get together and we're telling stories and we're laughing and we're including that person, most of the time they're with you there in spirit, laughing right along with you. I mean, that's when they want to be around us the most. Make sure that you're showing gratitude for all the things you have. I know you feel like you lost a lot, but you still have a lot too. So showing gratitude every day before you even open your eyes, what are you thankful for? Making sure that you are getting plenty of rest and and sleep 
and just take things at your own pace. So all of these things are helpful ways to help you get through the stages of grief. And if you really, really feel like you're not able to move through it, seek professional help. There's so many people out there and it doesn't even have to be a traditional counselor, okay? I consider myself to be a counselor, a spiritual counselor. You can just book a session. Sometimes even just talking to someone, getting that out helps. And there are a lot of things we can do to help you get through the process, whether it is doing cord cuttings or guided meditations, just talking it out. There are so many things we can do. So seek professional help if you need it, if you feel like you can't get through the process. So I wanted to leave you with a card. I pulled a card for you and I already had the topic when I pulled this card, but I believe that there is a reason. You know, when I read cards, I read intuitively. So there is a message for the card that's written And then there's a message that I get from my guides to tell me what this is really about. And I pulled the card spiritual growth. And one of the reasons that I feel that I pulled this card is, as I said, we go through these situations because it helps us to grow spiritually. Whether we understand that in this life or not, that this is why we go through these things. Because the more traumatic the event the faster you grow spiritually because when we're just going through our daily lives we don't often come across a lot of things that make us grow and it's when our life gets turned upside down and we have upheaval and we're going through turmoil that's when we grow the most whether we like it or not unfortunately it's those situations that cause us spiritual growth And that is why I believe that a lot of us have to experience this pain because it's what causes us to up-level spiritually. It's what causes us to go within and to see what is this really all about and why do we have to go through this? So one thing that I want to tell you is that you have to trust the process. You need to trust that you're supported, you're loved, and you're guided in each moment. And you need to surrender everything to God, okay? Even if you don't understand what that means, surrender to God. Don't worry about your future. You need to trust that God has your back, the universe has your back, and that your spiritual path is going to lead you where you need to go. All right, so don't fear it, don't fight it, trust the process, and know it is a process, but you are going to be okay. You're going to get through this, you're going to be on the other side of this, and look back and just say, I I can't believe that I was ever stuck in that space and that I couldn't get through that, because look where I am now, and look how great my life is now. And for those of you that have lost loved ones, I know that it's difficult, but know that they are not gone from you. They're never truly gone from you. They are always with you in spirit. And if you get into the habit of listening in quiet stillness, you'll probably feel their presence or they may send you messages like you may smell a fragrance that just reminds you of them, their perfume or maybe flowers because they liked a particular kind of flower. You may hear songs that remind you of them. 
you may just get messages and you know that it's that person. So just pay attention to the signs. And above everything else, just keep praying for strength, for guidance, and listen for it and know that you are loved, deeply loved, and you are going to get through this and it is going to be okay. I love you and I'm super thankful and grateful for all of you. If you ever need help, please reach out and know that I do try to respond to your comments. If you leave comments to me, I will respond. You can come to my Facebook Lives. I do guided messages. So if you're looking for messages or guidance, you may get that. If you come to my Facebook Live, everything's going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. And you're going to come out on this even stronger than ever. And a better person for it. Just believe that and know that. And know that this process is yours and yours alone. Take the time that you need, okay? And everything's going to be okay in the end. I love you guys and I, you know, if you need anything, go to my website, you know, go through that process, the radical forgiveness, okay? You'll find all kinds of tools that you need to help you there and also on my website, you'll find tools there too, okay? I love you guys. I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.